heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You know, I was in a store the other day. I needed a new pair of sneakers uh, by chance. Uh, I love to walk, as you know already. I love to get out. Well, I love to see the beautiful planet we're on and the trees and the sky and get out of these walls and outside of the studio. You know what I'm saying at times? And uh, so I need a new pair of sneakers. The other ones I had, uh, they kind of uh, got a little worn after a few years. And so I'm in, a, in one of these stores, one of these uh, interesting little outlet stores where they sell all the high-priced sneakers for a little better price, you know, still always looking for a bargain as any good conservative would, right? And uh, But, you know, I, I looked at the different brands and not knowing I was in one store and they had all the Nikes there and I was trying one on and then I realized, I said, what's the brand on this? They said, oh, it's a Nike. And I said, no, no, I don't do Nike. I said, and the, the guy just looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, no, I don't do Nike. I said, religion, I don't touch. Uh, and so I said, well, that's all we have over here. I said, well, then I'll be going to another store because <laughs> I'm not buying Nike. And he was, you know, outraged at me. Obviously, you could tell by his body expression. And uh, anyways, I left the store and I went just across the way into another store that was uh, a not a Nike store. And I bought a beautiful pair of sneakers that were made in the good old USA and felt like I was walking on a cloud. So it was just perfect. And I didn't have Nike on my feet. Wow, what a win-win, friends, you know? You know... Some years ago, Nike really pissed me off. It's been years now, but it happened. And I remember over the years when my son was out there buying sneakers, he would always, you know, the kids, everybody likes the Nike brand, you know, they'd light up, they get cool, whatever. And I always tried to talk him out of them. But, you know, at the end of the day, he had to make his own decision. And uh, he did. And there are times when he probably moved away from them. Other times he bought them. But my, my point is, uh, my dislike of Nike was it became when Nike pushed their agenda onto their customers. And, and I never really understood this when it comes to capitalism, friends, how these companies function when they piss off half their customer base. It is the stupidest thing. It is so, isn't it so moronic? I mean, you know, it's crazy. It's like the entertainers. You know what I mean? And they irritate half of the people out there, the potential listening audience, if they're a singer or an actor, you know, like Robert De Niro. What a jackass he is, you know? I wouldn't go see a De Niro movie again. And yet he was a good actor who really is just a total jackass, you know? And it's the same thing. Take a look at people like Barbara Streisand. Is she still a thing? I mean, I wouldn't go see a Streisand thing or listen to anything. Forget about it. I'd rather walk on hot coals. These people become a cancer onto themselves. You, you get the picture now? It's these corporate brands, these, these entertainers, it's these singers, it's all of these people who think, you know, they have to push their agenda, their way of life onto the consumer. What the hell is going on with cap? You know, just bring me back to the old fashioned days of good old capitalism, right? Didn't matter what color your suit you wore on or what you what your religion was or uh, what your politics were. Your money was as green as the next cat, right? I mean, 
you know, I was remember selling as a young lad. It was always that way. I mean, I didn't go in there thinking, well, I wonder if this guy is, you know, a conservative or a liberal. I didn't give a rat's ass. Long as his check went through the account, I was tickled pink. God, where are those days, people? Where are they, man? They're like gone forever. Everything is so political. Man, it's crazy. It's sick. It's disgusting. I'm pretty sick of it, people. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sick of it here. This latest example of the buffoons at PayPal. You see this? Wow. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Now, that's the other thing. You know, you got to think a minute here. How many times, you know, you know what I'm saying here now. How many times do you get those user agreements in? You know what I'm talking about? You're right. Everything we do or touch or website or things we go to, you got to hit, click off the little box, check off the little box. You know, you accept the user agreement. Right. And they change those user agreements a lot. Right. You go back to the same site or something. Well, you got to check the box off again. And we just think or, you know, everything gets updated and, you know, you got to check that little box off again. What the hell is behind that little box? Because does anybody ever take the time to read the user agreement? You know, what we're signing off on, you know, like I'm going to come and take your firstborn. <laughs> well, maybe that's in paragraph 42, you know, line 86, right? I don't know. But we don't really read those, do we? Does, I mean, do you know anybody that reads those? Because they're long and they're, they're, you know, they're insane. You'll need a shot of bourbon after you read one of those. And they take an enormous amount of time. But yet we're signing on to all these things and all these policies, friends. They wouldn't even know what the hell's in them. Now, in the case of PayPal, <laughs> I'm going to say the upfront here. They, they were, I'm sure, hoping that nobody was reading the user agreement. I'm certain of that, right? You know, I mean, why would they put that kind of stuff in a user agreement to begin with? What are we talking about here? Well, okay. So this is what's called the AUP, the acceptable user policy, right? You know what I'm saying now? So the official statement from PayPal is this. So I, and I quote here, this is a quote. An acceptable use user policy notice recently went out in error that included incorrect information. <laughs> you know, I could have had a V8 moment, you know, bunch of morons. This was a PayPal spokesperson. Now, how do you send a user agreement out in error that you're going to find your customer base $2,500 when they take you to task and they don't like what you put out in social media or something they found that you put out there that they don't agree with as a political view or some sort of policy. And they can literally get in and you signed, you checked off the user agreement. They can actually sign. And they don't even need a gun to do that. Don't even need a I mean, it's in the user agreement. You signed off on it. 25 on a smackaroos. That's like going around the Monopoly board, you know, going around the Pasco collector. This is, you know, paid $2,500 to the buffoons at PayPal, right? And so they go on with their statement and say, and I quote, PayPal is not fining people for misinformation. And this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Our teams who are working to correct our policy pages. We're sorry for the confusion this has caused. 
I feel so sorry for PayPal that the tech gods and the evil, evil people somehow interjected this bad language into their AUP, their acceptable use policy, and they had no knowledge of it whatsoever. The perfect people who run PayPal had no way to know that their user agreement was being hijacked and was going to find their customer base $2,500. Are we to believe that? Not only did PayPal do the unthinkable people, but then they actually think the American people are a bunch of morons. Why else would they make this crazy statement? I mean, wouldn't they have been better out to come out and say, and quote, you know, say, well, listen, we made a big mistake here. One of our cats in such and such or an executive or a VP or the CEO made a horrible mistake, which we have since just now fired by torch. We lit his ass out and fire out on the front lawn of PayPal. And we know this behavior is not acceptable. And we sincerely apologize. We would never do such a thing. And now you'll see we fired the cat who did this. And it, it is something that really happened here. We make no mistake about it. We accept this as a, as, as a problem. We have fixed it. It will never happen again. And for that, we're all going to send every customer that ever does business with again $1,000 in the mail. <laughs> well, probably the last part of that would be a real stretch. But boy, that would be eating some crow, wouldn't it, for PayPal? Hmm. It's rich, people. It is really, really rich. When are the American people going to push back on these corporate jackasses and say, you are not going to tell us how to live our life. You are not going to tell us how to do our business. You are not going to tell us how to buy things and what to do. You're not going to tell us who to vote for. You're not going to run our lives. We're not going to do business with you any further. That's the power of a dollar bill. That's the power of capitalism, friends. That is exactly the power. There are plenty of other options. Don't have to do business with Nike. Got plenty of other people in the sea, the big corporate sea to do business with, friends. And, you know, the bigger challenge now that I really want to discuss with you a little bit today, too, about why they are all making these moves and why this sellout to globalism is in play so much that it's impacting every facet of our lives. Nothing is untouched when it comes to this move to a, to a new global world order. And this is being said from somebody who really didn't think this, this was possible. Me, I mean, I never really bought into the whole globalist kumbaya discussion years ago. But surely that genie is well out of the bottle now, isn't it here? You know, so this PayPal thing now, a little more interesting. Uh, the, the, um, the, the people involved in this. Now, Elon Musk was one of the initial co-founders of PayPal. You probably know that. Uh, and then there was this other dude, the, pre the former president. So he put a tweet out that you may not have seen this or maybe you did, uh, but this was the former president, David Marcus. He he was the uh, founding chief operations officer. Also, David Sachs and co-founder Elon Musk publicly criticized the policy, the three of them. And the tweet he put out was this, and I quote, it's hard for me to openly criticize a company I used to love and gave so much to. Now, this was Marcus, the former president that said that. 
Uh, and uh, he says, um, but PayPal's new AUP goes against everything I believe in, <laughs> you think? Uh, a private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. Insanity, he says. Now, Musk retweeted that, and he said, agreed. He was responding to Marcus's tweet. He said, agreed. So now they were both in it. And uh, let's see. Uh, and then Sachs, um, uh, the the uh, chief operator, the founding chief COO, uh, who's now a venture capitalist and co-host, uh, um, he came out and said, get your money out of PayPal right now. So get a load of this now. Sonny, you have a co-founder, you have a, a former president, you have a, uh, a founding COO, and all of these power people, and, and Musk agrees with those other comments, and then, you know, Sachs comes out and says, get your money out of PayPal right now. And I would say PayPal stock has dropped dramatically, and they are probably very sorry that they tried to uh, screw the moose here, as they say, and that uh, people are responding in such a way. And this is kind of the way capitalism works and the way it needs to work here. Um, that's the uh, that's the talking points uh, today, my fellow Americans. Welcome in here to the voice of a nation. And uh, this one really is irritating to me, this PayPal, because we're seeing so much of this today. We're seeing uh, it, it's, you know, none, none of this is accidental, it, it, but it's happening so much. Every day we awaken to, uh, you know, we're being sabotaged, new corporations, new organizations. They are selling us out and they are forcing, you know, their uh, policies onto the will of the people. And we are having to succumb. And too many people are doing that. So I will le legitimately go out of my way not to do business with these kinds of people here. And I hope you will do the same here. Now, let me uh, tell you, there was a um, a, a very uh, terrific op-ed that I'm going to be telling you about that we had on the platform about this. And let me bring on now with us here, Patricia Antone joins us. She's an author, activist, uh, constitutional conservative. Uh, she's a, uh, no, I like people who are thinkers. She's a thinker. We have a lot of thinkers at America Out Loud, people who step outside the lines and can look at these arguments and discussions a little bit differently here. Uh, so, uh, Patricia, this these corporate policies and these user agreements, first of all, that we always check off the box and move on with our day. We have no idea what they changed or what's in those agreements. I, mean, I don't know any cats who are reading them all. They're too long and cumbersome, but it allows these corporate entities uh, to be able to say or do what they want that we're signing on to these user agreements. Now, I'm suggesting that I think that what happened here with PayPal, they were trying to pull one off on their customer base. Clearly, they didn't think anybody was reading those damn agreements. Obviously, some people read them and started to, you know, shout a little bit with a megaphone and say, we got a problem here. You know, and that's, I think, what happened here. But I think the real thing that irritates me more that I, I'm wondering if you feel the same way is that is that not only they doubled down on the BS and then said, oh, this was totally accidental. We don't even know how that got in here. The tech gods overnight came in and inserted that somehow into the user agreement. And she's so sorry, man. Is that the stupidest excuse you could ever find? Yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's, it's uh, you know, they're, they're 
talking about imaginary gremlins, apparently. <laughs> but, you know, we have turned a corner with this PayPal event. We have really turned a corner okay. because in the in the past, you know, the, the Facebook and Twitter and some of these social uh, media platforms, they've been able to make a plausible claim. And that claim was, OK, we're a private entity. And as a private entity, we shouldn't be forced to host content with which we vehemently disagree or that we consider to be disinformation. So that retained enough plausibility that that it kind of muted the pushback. I mean, there's been pushback against social media's outrageous censorship, but it's been muted by the whole division among conservatives who say, well, wait a minute, um, we're confused here. Shouldn't a private entity be able to control the content on its platform? So we get confused about that. Meanwhile, these platforms have enjoyed a specific legislative intervention in the laws that protect them against liability. So here they are at uh, presenting themselves as platforms for user-generated content, and then they're curating and editing content as a publisher. So they're getting the best of both worlds anyway. So that's another thing. But now we've turned a corner because now we've got a payment processor. So none of, none of the content that appears on any media has anything whatever to do with their specific charter, their organizational charter and what they're organized to do, which is be a payment processor. Acting outside of that, they are taking specific actions that penalize actions of their customers that have nothing whatever to do with their interface with PayPal. So we've turned a corner here. And I think that is what explains the level of outrage and the immediacy with which a lot of people are canceling accounts. So they keep going further and further is what you're saying. PayPal just took the bet even further, right? They did. They, they took it further because now they're saying mm -hmm. it would be like Nike. I love your example, by the way, of the Nike sneakers. It would be like Nike coming into your closet and taking your sneakers away on the basis of something you said on social media. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And, and many of them have been alluding to that, though, and doing that because they don't like what we're putting out there. I think the social media brings in a whole nother component to this conversation. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think what's going to happen is, though, the only answer back to any of this is to push back. Again, capitalism is about choices. It's it's about choices. It's about free market is what it's mm -hmm. about, Patricia. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do business with PayPal. We don't have to do business with Nike. We don't have to do any of that. We can change it anytime we like. That's the power of capitalism. I mean, we're not being forced to do something because we're in China and under the state. And I, I, right. I think what really the, the difference, though, is is um, when when people have a monopoly, right. when there's That's a monopoly right. present right. and when that monopoly almost always a monopoly exists because there's government protection preventing competition to that uh, monopoly. And so, yeah. so in the in the presence of a monopoly now, Nike, no, they don't have a monopoly on sneakers. You can choose other sneakers. That's right. So that's awesome. Facebook, that is a uh, until very recently that has monopolized mm -hmm. and Twitter and so forth. They have monopolized the social media segment. So it's getting different, but it takes time for that to happen. Right. Here's another way that we can push back, though. Okay. People own stock in PayPal. 
And those stockholders have been harmed by the events of the past few days. Those stockholders certainly ought to sue whoever the decision makers were here that caused their stockholding to plummet in value. Yeah, and and you mentioned that. And do you think um, do do you see some of that happening? Do you think that could I don't be? see it yet, but I, I I think we will hear about it soon. I can't imagine that the people who hold this in their four hundred one ks and their what have you. I can't imagine people who hold this stock just saying, "Oh well, it's okay that they took this action that had nothing whatever to do with with uh, serving the company interest." And, and cause the company stock to plummet. Okay. All right. Let me read you this here now. Brendan Carr, who is a uh, commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission, uh, says, and I quote, PayPal reserves the right to take your money if you post a message that PayPal decides is misinformation. The, the, he posted this to Twitter, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. And then... He goes on to say this, and what do you think of this? He says, this is why it is so vital that state and federal legislatures pass laws that prohibit discrimination by tech companies and protect free speech. What do you think about that? I think that more laws are not necessarily the answer. I sure like I sure like the natural consequence route. And the natural consequence that this company is going to face here Mm -hmm. is going to have two effects. Number one, it's going to be a deterrent on companies going forward. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. they're going to be much more careful. And number two, I think the other important thing that's going to happen here is that it's going to cause an awakening with consumers. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say, wow, you know, we're being manipulated in a real overt way. I think that this is becoming, it's, it's going to gain much more awareness for the problem. And, and it's going to help people understand, yeah, I do have options here. I can stop using them. And to the extent that I'm invested in that, even indirectly in my 401k and some market, what have you, market holding, I can go ahead and, and be a part of a class action suit. Mm-hmm. I, I like the natural consequences yeah. more than the let's add more layers of legislation because every law that you make yeah. has an ancillary use. I mean, it, it can be used nefariously down the road. And that that's another thing we're seeing. It's like bad medicine, you know, you, right. you never look at the side effects. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm liking what you're saying. You're, you're really driving it back to the point that uh, you're, you're a free market capitalist is what you're saying. You want the sure. free market to do its thing, right? That's what it and is. And it does do its thing. When, when people are allowed to do their thing mm-hmm. and they're free to do their thing, they do it. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, as you mentioned already, social media and media was the exception to that. So, all right, and that's kind of where a lot of this got a little murky, as you've already pointed out the social media component. But then there also is the media component, and which is really part of our biggest problem we have today, actually, Patricia. And that is because when you deal with publications like all the leading newspapers, uh, the New York Post, the the uh, uh, I'm sorry, the New York Times, the um, uh, the Washington Post, all of the Los Angeles Times, uh, Chicago Tribune, all of the major newspapers pretty well go so far to the left. Very few like the Post do not. But newspapers by far are owned by that same thing with television. All of the networks and most all the cable companies 
uh, including Fox, uh, are all more leftist thinking, uh, more globalist in nature. And what I'm suggesting is with these cats, the public doesn't push back enough. There are a lot of people now, I'll give you an example, that did a lot of complaining and bitching about Fox News or did a lot of bitching and complaining about uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but continue to go back to those sources. Now, I have a real problem with this. And frankly, I, I, I give an example, YouTube. YouTube was, uh, you know, they are suppressing free speech like nobody's business. The cats at Google. Of course, Google are the ones, they made the big comment that after the last election in, in when uh, 2016, uh-huh. when Trump won, they made it no mistake that was put out there in the public space that this would never happen again. They, they said they would make sure that the next election would not happen again. I mean, they said that after Hillary Clinton and Don, they said that, that That's 2020 right. would not have the same results. I mean, they literally said that. And there's already laws that prohibit that kind of electioneering. So, so we haven't prosecuted against them, but we don't need to write another law. What we need to do is prosecute people who do something that's against the law. Mm-hmm. Google's interference in the election stated, intended, intended and, and purposeful. But, but yeah, now, well, hold on. But now you're asking, but wait, it's interesting what you say there. But here's the challenge that with what you say there, where if we follow what you just put out, what I think we're asking is the system. Now, the system is already littered with those people who want it. And we're asking them to enforce the laws that they're not going to enforce because they're fine with that happening. Yeah, well, the the, um, the people right. who are presently in office, we've mm-hmm. we've basically the the Democrats have have dominated politics, and and but for their cheating, would have lost this last time. So so what I'm saying is, we don't necessarily need more laws. What we need to do is enforce the ones presently on the books. And then, uh, and then people need to make choices to avoid Google. Where, right, but who's possible. going to enforce those laws? I guess is the question. Who? Once we, well, we have to get right. our people. We have to get uh, right. the the uh, the dirty DAs and and that right. kind of thing. The they're they're being outed. They are yeah. being outed. It's yeah. happening slowly, but it is happening. All right. Well, thank you. So you see what I was trying to point out, right? I do. Yeah, yes. and, and yes. let's make it obvious because it's easy. In other words. A lot of people throw these things around like frisbees. Yeah, hey, we'll just enforce the laws. Well, sure, Fred. I mean, you're you're better off to move the planet off its axis first than to get that to happen. Uh, but you're saying there are a lot, some things that have to happen in front of that, including the corruption of the DAs and all of this has to get back to uh, a basic American way. And we've lost our way, surely, haven't we, Patricia? You we know? certainly have. We yeah. certainly have. And, and and this is and we're seeing that this is a snow. You know, it's interesting what we're talking about right now because. It's a snowball effect. It's it's a total, total snowball. You can see what we just laid out here. It is a total snowball effect and the collapse of a free society is what we're suggesting to you. Even things like, you know, the DAs and the laws not being enforced. And Patricia, you bring up a great point to say, well, how many more damn laws can we possibly use? We don't even enforce the ones we got. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already getting, you know, a society that can't even breathe or think on our own. Let us let the free market do what it is intended to do. This is an American principle. This is what makes America great. It's what makes our country tick. 
that we are a free market system. We're driven by free market principles. And, you know, in that drives the whole machine, doesn't it, Patricia? Right. It does. And I, th I think promoting the idea mm. that the purpose yeah. of law and the measure of its justice or, or of government, basically, is does it uphold the, the equal standing of each person's life and rights? That's the purpose of law, and that's the measure of justice in a free society. And I think one of the reasons that we are at this point in history right now is that the leftist point of view does not see that. They see the purpose of law is to gain control to the top. They want central control. So they're aiming towards central control. We are aiming toward a uh, individual liberty right. and, and the ordered liberty that we we propose in this country is is born of basically uh, consenting interdependence. Yeah. Uh, our our purposes align, and so we are able to do business with each other because our purposes are aligned. We transact a piece of business, and we each say thank you because each person got what they needed in that transaction. It's aligned consent. And and uh, no, we're not about rugged individualism that says each person is an island. Of course not. We're a society and we're a society based on consenting interdependent exchange. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. We are losing our free market principles slowly but surely. That's that's the takeaway already in this conversation, friends. And and it is a snowball effect that is is taking an impact on our nation. You know, we often hear. And this was actually a point that came up really, really big on Viewpoint this Sunday, this past weekend. Actually, if you remember, we used the phrase connecting the dots. And we had a, a really br brilliant conversation is on. Uh, we connected the, the dots throughout the program here. And it, that really is what's happening here. And a lot of what we're talking about now plays to this uh, idea of connecting dots and bringing it back to the um, the simple denominator of who we are as a people. We are getting lost in the weeds. Uh, wokeism is a thing. I mean, it has taken over corporate policies. It's taken over the way we do business, the way people think. But what's happening is, I, I think we've got too many people who still take this all for granted and they are not pushing back. They're still doing business with the Nikes of the world. They're still doing business with the PayPal's of the world, or they're still doing, and we need to take a stand. That's where it's got to be. And I mean, we've got to get everybody. This is, I mean, everybody that's free thinking that likes America. So this doesn't have to be a Democrat or Republican thing. It could be an independent, moderate, Democrat, and Republican thing. I mean, obviously, your Marxist to the far left of that Democrat party will have nothing to do with this, clearly, because that's not what they want. But that's the minority, people. That's the minority. You know, they make a lot of noise over there. They rattle the cage. They make a lot of noise, which is that old saying about the greasy wheel. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Well, we need to do a lot more squeaking. I get out loud. What do I say all the time, man? Right? It's time to get out, get involved, and get loud, America. I end every broadcast with that. Hence what we're talking about today. Does that make sense, people? You better believe it makes sense. Now, that's where we find ourselves right now. This is the core 
of the problem. So when we talk about why capitalism is selling out to globalism, that's why we are not enforcing and allowing the free market to do what it has to do. So I need you all out there, my fellow Americans, to jump in with us now and to hold those accountable, those corporate brands, those organizations, those affiliations that are doing us harm, that are forcing their agendas. We They can have a political agenda or another agenda. I don't really give a rat's ass what it is. And I'm okay to bring all those opinions to the table, as I often say to you, and have a conversation here at America Out Loud. You know, because I think the free market wins every time. I, I, I think this is what is the driving force of our nation. So I'm happy to have those conversations. You know, I believe in free speech. I don't shut people down just because they have an opposing viewpoint. I'm happy to have those conversations. I still believe ours is going to win. Mine, because I stand for our Constitution. I stand for our nation. I stand for free market. That's what America is all about. If you don't get this conversation, then you're a loser. That's all I can tell you, man. If you don't get this, you're a loser. Hang it up. You know, and so this is a conversation you want to send to 10 other people and send it to those moderates and independents and left of center and some of the Democrats and liberals. And if you love our country and if you love choice and if you love walking down the boulevard and having choice, well, you better start paying attention to some of this. And you better start telling. As an example. Well. And there are a lot more like these. So I'm not just picking on Nike and PayPal, but tell them to go to hell. Okay. In the same way, you should tell YouTube to go to hell. And I'll tell you some other things about YouTube in a moment here, as well as I get to that. The free market drives everything here. And it's important. I, I love this conversation we're having. Uh, this is this is really terrific. This is what it's all about here today. Now, building on that conversation now. You heard me in the last couple of days talking about free market, free market. Love it, love it, love it. And we have a lot of free market products uh, that we support at America Out Loud that are part of our uh, mission here. And building on that and, uh, you know, uh, helping people in their lives is something that is near and dear to, uh, to our heart here at America Out Loud. Genesis HOCL, I tell you about all the time, uh, that Genesis Fogger, you hear it on the network. Now there's a new product, the UX4. The UX4 is, this is stationary now, different than the Fogger that goes onto your shoulder and you can walk around the room and, you know, kill the pathogens in the air. Now, this is good for mold. Mold is a real problem, ma massive problem. I had a very dear friend who was hit with mold in a big way. And the problem with mold is you don't know where it's at. M most times it's inside of the walls or it's not even visually uh, to the naked eye. You're not seeing it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you do, but oftentimes you don't. And that's what happened in this other case with a friend. And they, they were ailing pretty good. I mean, it really messed them up. Uh, you get all kinds of uh, dysfunctionality with our with the human body. It does not do well with mold. But pathogens, superbugs, viruses, influenza, SARS-CoV-2, you name it. Uh, HOCL knocks it on, its, on the floor. It knocks it down. 
It kills it. That's where these things are. It's the air we breathe, people. That's what it's all about right there. That's If you've learned anything from all these talking points we talk about all the time, it's that. It's, it's not the substances and the doorknobs and the desk and all of that. It's the air we breathe. Well, enter HOCL and enter in both the Genesis Fogger and the UX4. So the difference is the UX4 is stationary. It's a brand new product uh, coming out of a company called Seiko out of Japan. First time it's available here uh, through our friends at Genesis. Uh, and it's got a great price point. It is something you want to take a look at. Our listeners get 15% off. Got to use the code out loud. It's that simple, okay? Out loud. Whether it's the Fogger you want or the UX4, out loud, you get the 15% discount and it is worth it. This is a household item. Everybody needs to have it. You got a toaster, you got a coffee maker, you got something like that. You got to have a product like the UX4. Just put it, set it, put the HOCL and let it do its thing and go about your business, okay? It's ultrasonic fogging and fluid control to combat the germs uh, throughout our homes and our environments. So anyways, take a look at it. Uh, you can click those banner ads back at America Out Loud and get a lot of uh, research and information on it. Uh, or go to genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. Okay, friends, let's take a quick pause and we'll join you back here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at America Liberty at America We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulvidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. of a nation. It is Malcolm out loud here, yours truly. Thank you for joining us here uh, today, my fellow Americans. It's always a privilege to be with you and to all of our dear friends around the globe. I always have to say that because I don't want them to feel like they're not part of this. They are. 
Uh, so many people love America Out Loud around the globe. They listen to the program on iHeartRadio, on the network. They listen to it on our free apps, on Apple, Android, Alexa. They work worldwide. Our media player, just go back to AmericaOutloud.com. Click the Listen Live button. You get a whole nother experience. Uh, it's a world-class media player. And totally all the stuff is free. Uh, it's there for the taking in a free market system, which is our topic today. It's all here available. There are other choices out there, but you're not going to find many who are going to bring the out loud truth to the airwaves like we do here. Uh, and that's what makes this shine, uh, frankly. So welcome back into the program here. We're talking free market today and why capitalism is selling out to globalism and we can't have it. We need to stop it. And we need to get free market to work back again. And all roads lead to this conversation today when it comes to wokeism, when it comes to corporate sellout. And, and all remember all the sports teams and all that was going on and, you know, put, putting it on our face and uh, standing up, uh, sitting down and kneeling instead of standing up when the flag and all of this nonsense that went on with Nike and all of this crap that I was telling you about. Well, the other ones that we were talking about was some of the social media and the media. You know, the way to push back on the media in a free market system is don't partake in CNN and Fox News and NBC and CBS and ABC. And, you know, the criticism I'll give to a lot of you listening out there and a lot of conservatives, a lot of independents, a lot of free thinkers, you continue to build their brands by sharing their videos. You'll share the CNN video because you're going to get more likes and more follows. This is a version of crack cocaine. It's the endorphins you get. From all the likes and followers you get, which I really could give a rat's ass about, okay? I don't care. I don't pay attention. It doesn't matter to me. But I know a lot of people, it's the endorphins and all of this, and they got to have it. And that's what they measure everything by. Uh, but it's more than that, friends. It's far more than that. I mean, we're selling out here. So in the case of YouTube... You know, this past week, YouTube censored uh, one of the best schools in the country, Energetic Health Institute, from our dear brother Henry, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. H. And uh, they they canceled their YouTube channel because they didn't like what? They didn't like their opinion as a school, as a thinker, as a free thinking people. And they threw them off of YouTube. Now, let me be clear with you. I had well over 700 shows on YouTube. I used to do a lot of YouTube. I had a television studio. I did a lot of television as well. Uh, this is just back at the origins of America Out Loud, just before we were launching it here. Uh, and uh, when I was leaving the corporate boardrooms and and uh, doing a lot of work as a uh, radio guy, I was on a lot of the radio networks around the country just before America Out Loud launched. And uh, I used to do a lot of YouTube. A lot of television stuff. And YouTube was censoring the hell out of us. We They did it all the time. And they would then cancel different videos they didn't like for no reason. I mean, people, our videos were legitimate. There was nothing we did on there that was illegitimate. I mean, and we're having conversations that are made for ladies and gentlemen. The, 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 they really are. Because we don't have any different kind of conversations. You know, they're they're delicate. They're polite. They're direct. Uh, you know, what can I say? They're truthful. And uh, so I stopped posting to YouTube. Oh, oh, it's been a good couple of years. So probably more than that. It's probably maybe even three years. I don't know. I stopped posting to YouTube and I told them to, um, well, basically what I said to them is what I told Facebook five and a half years ago when they wanted my birth certificate. And I say, I said, take your left hand 
and put your left hand on the right cheek of your ass and hold it there and wait for the political winds to blow and see what happens. But I'm not giving you my birth certificate and I'm not going to succumb, Mr. YouTube, to your video. So I pulled out of YouTube anyways back then. And I went on to Rumble and I put things on Rumble now and put them out loud on Rumble. And as long as they're not dictating to me. And, uh, you know, as soon as they do, I'll pull everything off of there as well and tell them to go to hell. Basically, it's the same reason I don't buy Nike today. It's the same way I'm going to tell PayPal to go to hell. Uh, it's the same reason here. And others have done it as well. They pulled their business, you know. It's funny, PayPal is sending me statements every other day. Oh, come get a credit card. Oh, we want to give you money. Oh, how about a business loan? Oh, what do you need here? Oh, we're fine. Yeah, stick it up your backside. I don't want any of it. You know, I don't want any of it. Uh, I mean, that's what it takes people. So what, what we need is we need more people to do more of this and push back on this and say, you know what? If, if you really want to fix things, friends, if you really want to stop the wokeism stuff, if you really want to nail this down, this is what you do. And to the point that uh, my guest today, uh, Patricia Antone, who is with me here, uh, she says the same thing. You know, let the free market do its thing. Uh, don't. It's not about more laws. It's not about more restrictions. Just push back on the perpetrators and say, you know what? You know, that's what does it. You, you know, Patricia, you remember the old saying here, this maybe not sound nice to some people, but you, you've heard this before, you know, that uh, what is it? Uh, how did that saying go again, Patricia? Um, uh, the uh, something, something truth and what bullshit walks. What was that again? How does oh, that go? Um, what is it? Uh, money talks. Bullshit money walks. talks and bullshit. <laughs> Got to put it well, out and, there. Got to put and, it out. And, and I think what's meant by that is that free freedom mm -hmm. talks. Freedom, the freedom to put your money where you want. I wanted to make a final point about this, uh, Malcolm, if it's okay. Oh, make more than a final point. Make make several points. <laughs> okay. Well, China, China, in their revolution, they, they established a communist government, but it's not communist anymore. It's not communist in that a communist government literally owns all of the enterprise, owns all of the economy and all the producers, right? Well, they found that to be unworkable. And so over, over the past few decades, they have become more fascist. And that would be defined as a, uh, a single party control, but it, it operates that control through the ostensibly private entities within the country. Well, so that's how China operates now. And, and one of its chief things is its social uh, scoring system. Mm -hmm. So all of the all of the entities within China participate in scoring citizens basically on their on their allegiance to the party, on their uh, being able to toe the party line, all that stuff. And they score these people so they can't they can't eat, they can't work, they can't buy, they can't travel, they can't what have you get credit anything unless their social score, as measured by all of these entities doing the party's bidding, have that score. So this is this is why this is urgent. We need nip this in the bud. The the Democrat Party emulates China. They really appreciate what China's got going on because China has full central control, and that's what they 
That's what they That's aspire what they to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what you're talking about here is the social scorn system out of China. Uh, and I got thinking about that actually even before today, Patricia. And I started to label it here with what was going on. And I, I'm so glad you brought it up as a corporate scoring system in America. Isn't that kind of what they're doing? A corporate scoring system? ESG. Correct. Right. Exactly ESG. right. Yeah. And and yeah. and ultimately what's going to happen there. And that's a that's I think that's a product of the World Economic Forum. But but what's going to end up happening here is that companies are not able to get capital, they're not able to get credit, they're not able to get operating, they're not able to operate, you know, banking platforms and such like this will become contingent on their participation with the party. So th that's why ESG is so terribly dangerous yeah. is because it is an emulation of China's social scoring system. It's being done at the corporate level and the thought is, okay, everything that an average person needs to eat or use or ride in or what have you, everything that we use is provided by corporations of, of some stripe. So if we can control the corporations completely, mm -hmm. then um, then we, you know, by extension, we control the people. So well, that's Patricia, what ESG is about. Control. Isn't this being done uh, really, though, because it's good for us? Don't they don't yeah. they know that it's good for us though? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. You know, I, I can't remember who who uh, just tweeted out a uh, quote from one of the founders of this uh, one of the one of the people that um, basically was was really promoting this ESG. And and now I'm not going to be able to say anything meaningful because I can't remember the name of the person they quoted. But that guy admitted that it has very little to do with environment anymore mm -hmm. right, you know the right. whole climate thing it it um it, it's about well know. they convince enough people in the populace that it's good for us and then the people get out with their megaphones and they put the pink vagina hats on their head and all of yeah. that kind of stuff and it becomes okay you know what i mean well it's, then you you pointed out the the fat the um basically the lever that controls the individual and that is the virtue signal yeah. You know, we, we want the approbation of others. We want those likes and those retweets and blah, 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 you know, and so in the endorphins that that creates. So, yeah, it's a bunch of virtue signaling. So it I'm is. not going to bother looking closely at whether or not there actually is a climate crisis. I'm going to just join in uh, blowing yeah. the horn about it. Yeah. You know, I'm having a real problem these days. Let me share with you, Patricia, with Twitter. I'm having a real problem with them. Uh, because they are at the at the front of this, uh, many of the egregious things we're talking about. I mentioned YouTube and Facebook early on, which I no longer am on any of those. Uh, but we still have a presence on Twitter, and I regret it often. In fact, I don't enjoy. I, I love the people on Twitter. I'm speaking of the people themselves are terrific. We have a lot of wonderful friends. We have a great marketing group on Twitter, a lot of beautiful people. But I have a real problem with Twitter as an organization. I don't find them. I'm not comfortable anymore. With, um, I, uh, they are become the Nike to me of social media. And I've really been really struggling personally. And, and I don't want to hurt the people that are associated with the group. I mean, we have some really, like I said, marvelous um, people that are very loyal to the brand here. And I certainly don't want to hurt those. And they're big brand supporters of freedom and what we're doing here at America Out Loud. But I'm having a real challenge with this um, because I see what they've done to others. The latest this past weekend with uh, was uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. They shot him in the head and threw uh -huh. him in the gutter. 
uh, as they've done many others. They did our other America Out Loud account already because they were going after one of our marketers and they didn't like something that joined. They thought they were part of something. And it, it's just it's a, it's a really ugly web they weaved over there. And I don't have the patience or the time to figure out what these people are snorting over there at Twitter. They are evil, evil people, no matter what. Now, maybe Elon Musk makes a move. Maybe he does something good or maybe Elon Musk is part of the problem. I don't have that figured out yet, whether he's part of the answer or the problem. And I don't really know. But well, here, what, here's where I'm at with 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 that. What do you think of that? that? Well, yeah. And here's where I'm at with that. I think that retreat alone mm -hmm. is not the answer. I, okay. I, I don't think that we can retreat far enough. And what we've found is that when conservatives retreat, even in even as far as going into retreating all the way into Orthodox schools, Orthodox churches, they follow us. They right, follow us because right. they cannot stand. Well, hold on now. So we don't, I love what you're saying. Now, let me let me just let me keep going back and forth. With you now, if we don't re, you call it retreat, not retreat. And I get or retweet. Right. And I get that. I get that what you're saying. And I've never been one to read treat on anything or retweet. I do retweet, but I don't retreat. There's a difference there. All right. No, I got to get that straight in my hand here, Patricia. So <laughs> I've never been one to read, which is why I didn't actually leave Twitter. You bring up a viable, viable point when this happened. But yet, if we don't do that, do we wait for them to come and cut a, cut our neck off because they're out for all of us? Once we get too much or they just think they've had enough of us, they throw us in the gutter. Is that what we wait for? On Twitter, I think we, we have a good chance. One one of the things that's becoming, that's being outed about Twitter and probably will at some point about Facebook too, is that the number of bot accounts and fake accounts and paid trolls and such like this, right. things that are not authentic. When I have somebody push back on, on a tweet that I make, right. it's almost always somebody without a face and without a right. name, right? right? Yeah, and, exactly and so right. that- that I think is becoming, we need as, as a mm -hmm. American body politic, right, we need right. to become aware that we are in the majority. And, Amen. Um, you hear that people, see. you hear that uh, with there a megaphone and, and majority, 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 majority. Exactly. And so <laughs> we need to see each other. So when, when we cancel our social mm -hmm. media accounts and okay. just seed that ground, which has become a okay. de facto, a monopoly of sorts here. And All right. So let me ask you straight out. So the fact that I've stayed in the game, uh, mostly because of uh, be totally straight with you, because I don't retreat for anybody specifically. And the other thing is, we have some beautiful, beautiful people and some amazing relationships on Twitter that I do cherish. So right. you're saying I made the right move to stay in the fight there. I totally think you've made the right move. Okay, you I made totally my you made my day, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> I was having some real problems with this, by the way. But yeah, yeah, you you believe that was the right decision then, all right? I, I so I, I think that the more visibility the uh, authentic American viewpoint gets everywhere, no matter who owns it, the more visibility we get, right. the better off we all, all are. Right. I'm going to brag on that. I, I don't get to social media a lot these days because I'm so uh, busy in my life. And I don't mean just busy as being busy people, but for this network and platform and for this global enterprise to run the way it does, 
Uh, clearly, you would imagine my life is not my own. And so I don't get there a lot. And when I do, it's very limited and, and very special. I try to make the uh, most of it. But I need to make a point now, Patricia, to get on there after this exercise today with you and have some conversation. The fact that you are really uh, help support. I, and I love that. You know, you're a really great thinker. I, I, I'm really, every time I talk to you, I'm that much more uh, motivated with your free market um, thinking, you're, you're a, uh, and the way you come back and you're always very logical in your answer. So I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here with you too, Malcolm. Yeah, no, that's what it takes is in, in a free market system like this. We've covered some ground here today, my fellow Americans. We're speaking with Patricia Anton. I want to tell you her op-ed here now. It's titled here, The Collapse of PayPal is now a moral imperative. Mm. And, and let me read you this. To go on with that, in order to deter such behavior, this is what fits so nicely into this conversation today. Shareholders harmed by the demise of PayPal should sue the decision makers whose party allegiance trumped fiduciary responsibility, business ethics, morality, and good sense. Shareholders' losses are a result of the egregious betrayal of trust by PayPal's directors and their having attempted to convert the company organized and operated successfully as a payment processor into an agency stand-in for Biden's denounced disinformation board. Can I have a drum roll, please? <laughs> and to sum that up, she says the exercise of political power through private entities, which are rewarded by those in power is dangerous because it, now listen to this people, this is brilliant, because it, one, bypasses the legislative, two, outsources the executive, three, sidesteps the judicial branches. In other words, it removes all the guardrails from exercising governmental power, quickly becoming totalitarian in its control of society. That you could not have said that better. I read that on America Out Loud Pulse with Dr. McCullough, and he was just flabbergasted at us. That is so well said. So, Patricia, there you go. And uh, thank you for those words of wisdom. And uh, thank you. I wanted to get them out there for folks. Uh, take a look at the op-ed. It's on. It's under notables on the left sidebar, right on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. The collapse of PayPal is now a moral imperative. Well, again, I already see, I'm hoping for the collapse of YouTube. They're so big, their britches are. Their pants fall off them routinely. Uh, and Nike, of course, already. I would like to see the collapse of all of these organizations who uh, breathe, sleep, and drink wokeism and trying to push and force their policies onto the American people. Friends, I hope you'll stand with me and push back and, and breathe freely and openly in a free market system and know that there's a reason we live in this amazing country uh, called the United States of America. There's a reason we have the most magnificent documents known to mankind, uh, the one and two, I mean, the Bible and the Constitution. There are no two more important documents in this whole world. And there they are right there. So there's a reason uh, we are Judeo-Christian nation and we fight the good fight every day. There's a reason why all of this exists. There's a reason why you're listening to me today. There's a reason why you're part of the America Out Loud family. Thank you for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>